0: Counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor.
1: Curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled.
0: Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial.
1: The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and argue for or against the movies being on that list. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji.
0: Today, we're talking about yet another film on that list.
1: The Academy Award winner, Life is Beautiful.
0: Life is Beautiful was released December 20th, 1997 and stars Roberto Benigni, Jürgen Born and Nicoletta Braschi.
1: And before we start collecting 1000 points, how's your week been?
0: Uh you know, it's been... Uh, it, it, it's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, started the new 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 job, so kind of getting familiar with new surroundings. Uh, I work from home, but you know, work wise, mentally uh, has been has been good. Has been a good 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 challenge in a way. Um, yeah, the, I'm a little under the weather right now, so that that's been uh, interesting as well. Uh, <laughs> how are you?
1: I'm all right. Um, for those who don't know, we record this on a staggered basis. Uh, and uh, for today, we, you know, we woke up early to watch the uh, the game between Manchester City and Manchester and Liverpool, which uh, ultimately ended in a 2-2 draw, which is as uh, unremarkable as it sounds. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been a stalemate this morning between sleep and being awake. <laughs> but I did see this movie. Everything is everywhere all at once. And I think that is one of the best movies I've seen this year.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, I wanna see that, but uh I cannot leave the house right now. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> But I I would like to, but I can't. Um it's totally understand it well. Yeah, but, but it the trailer looked very interesting. Uh, I read a little some things about it. So uh looking forward to be able to catch that uh, like a week from now. Hopefully, and then uh See what that's about. Uh yeah. I mean what else? Oh, we 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 watched um uh not separation. Uh there's an Apple TV show we watched and oh Severance. It? Severance, yes. We watched Severance.
1: Still watching that.
0: You're still watching it?
1: No, I started watching it. I'm still on the I just finished the first episode, I
0: believe. Oh, okay, yeah. No, it's great. It's 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 it has a very interesting visual point of view. Uh, there's so many truisms about the workspace. <laughs> it's It's I great.
1: Think, I think the uh what's the name of the main uh character? Uh what's his name? Um Adam Scott. Yeah. He definitely does a good job of uh choosing right roles for himself. Right. I he I've I've not seen him in a bad bad role yet. But I don't see him a lot on TV on movies. He does a lot of TV. Yeah. Um but he's a very versatile actor from Paxton Rec to this show. Um he's I he, I think that he, you get a guaranteed great show with him uh being the forefront of it.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of great people in there and uh, you know not waiting for my waffle party. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I w- I will say that uh, Apple TV is really killing it on the level of quality when it comes to shows. Yeah, I started watching Slow Horses and I'm I'm loving it. Okay, um, you know, I think that in terms of quality per minute, it's probably HBO then very closely Apple. Yeah, um, you know, but let's see where it goes.
0: Right, right. Oh, we crashed. It was also pretty. Pretty interesting, even though I, it, I, I just cannot get beyond not seeing Jared Leto. Like yeah. I, he, he cannot really like get lost in the character. <laughs>
1: anyway, I don't, I don't like when people get lost in the. I mean, I guess everybody has their own method, uh. But man, it's. I was reading some of the stories about Jared Leto how he would spend forty five minutes in the bathroom trying to get into the character of Morbius, and the movie came out and it was at thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know, is it at eighteen percent now? Yeah, well, what's the point of all that annoyances if you don't actually deliver?
0: Yeah, I mean, my my, my point is that it, I always see Jared Leto. I don't see the character he's oh, portraying. Okay. Got it. Right? Got it. So that's very distracting. <laughs> so it's like, uh, okay, um but but Anne Hathaway is killing it. So 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 that's great. Oh man, I um, saw
1: I saw the Anne Hathaway uh, clip where she was on that show with. uh that singer from Texas, uh, the one who sang Since You've Been Gone. Mm. Man, uh, that lady Anne Hathaway, man, she, has, she is multi-talented.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's great.
1: Multi-talented. All right. Uh, anyway. Look at how long it's taken us to get to talk about this movie. <laughs>
0: I think we, we, we're trying to avoid <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> Maybe there's a reason why. <laughs>
0: talk about <laughs>
1: everything but this film. All right. I'm ready. <laughs>
0: All right, before we do anything, let's hear a little synopsis about this. A gentle Jewish-Italian waiter, Guido, meets Dora, a pretty schoolteacher, and wins her over with his charm and humor. Eventually, they marry and have a son, Gioso. Their happiness is abruptly halted, however, when Guido and Gioso are separated from Dora and taken to a concentration camp. Determined to shelter his son from the horrors of his surroundings, Guido convinces Gioso that their time in the camp is merely a game. And we're back. We're back. Um, Raji. Heads or tails.
1: I'm gonna go with heads, usual.
0: Heads. Yeah. Oh
1: man. I'm gonna I'm not gonna get I'm this is I'm not going to I'm wanna go against this film. I, I, I wanna go against this film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> little, little behind the scenes, uh, I, I got a text last last night. It was like uh, I really don't want to argue for this film <laughs> the Raji said. And I was like, yeah, I can relate. But <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll get through this together. <laughs> Today's going to be a hard one. <laughs> and the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Do I have the floor? You have the floor, sir.
1: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, people of the jury, and by jury I mean you, the wonderful listeners of this wonderful show, Today, I'm going to be arguing against this movie, The Wonderful Life. It's a wonderful life. Oh, man. Um, Where do I start with this film? So, basically, the purpose of this film is to show the bond between a father and his son as they go through one of the most traumatic events um, in the film, in the world, in history, in modern history, I should put it, modern history, modern history, and... um, the, the, the weird thing about this film is that it's a series of slapstick comedy um, where they emphasize the slapstick uh, and de-emphasize the connections between the characters. So we are put into unrealistic situations where we have to root for uh, father's love for his son, um, where time doesn't matter. Uh, and where we are expected to feel pain at the loss of the, you know, of the gentleman at the end of the film. Um, I was extremely irritated by the main character. I was extremely um, disappointed because I never really got the connection between him and his son. There was no connection there. It was just a guy who was trying to deceive his son. It might have been easier to just tell him the truth. Um, I wonder if the son was... uh, Let me not say that. Um, (laughs) um, I also want to say that the relationship between the man, um, Roberto Bernini, and his wife uh, was utterly uninteresting. Um, I find it hard to believe that somebody with such um, a status in society would decide to go with somebody like him just on based on slapstick comedy there was no other connection between the um, between the characters it was just how oh, can he can he make me laugh um and uh, there was no conversation there was no description of their attachment to each other and the time jumps kind of distracted from the whole film this movie was just a disaster t- for me and i can appreciate that a lot of people like it for the fact that it's a relationship between the father and the son For me, this movie fails in almost every way. So, yeah, that's how I'm starting. I'm very emotional about this film because I got really irritated watching it last night. All right, that's my start.
0: (laughs) Your Honor, um, this movie is a movie about maintaining a positive outlook on life, even in the most dire circumstances and uh, it's more about um how to approach life than it is what we see on screen i think so it's it's telling us a story about somebody who is going through life always seeing the positives and always figuring out a way to make uh, lemonade out of lemons and to spin um, what happens and and, and kind of to spin what happens uh, in a positive way and to um, play the most effective game with the cards that are dealt to you. And uh, this is told through um, two stages of this person's life uh first, they move uh to Newtown, and uh he falls in love and um th- th- There seems to be a shift in status between the two um but he's able to not convince but to show her that you know the rigid mindset that she's in um ultimately is not fulfilling, but if you're open and you know enjoy the little things in life um there's a lot of positives that come with that and uh, she breaks out of her um cage so to speak and then we have a time shift and uh, we see they have a family they have a little little boy and um there is a uh regime that is you know very very third reich um i think officially in this movie it's it's not the nazi time but it is very alluded to that and um they end up being deported uh, into a camp and um he instead of giving his little son kind of the realities of what's going on he's telling him uh, hey this is all a game it's your birthday and you know you 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 try to get points and, you know, everything is kind of twisted into this more of a positive thing to distract from the harsh realities um, of the situation. And uh, so for me, this movie is more about kind of a a mental uh, mindset than uh, the actual story. And and from that perspective, this movie is... um, pretty good <laughs> and, and um i think i think it has some challenges uh if, if you look at the story but i think if we approach this movie from from just a spiritual kind of plane uh, then we can take learn a lot uh, from how to approach life as a whole and uh, how to not you know, how, how to find uh, the glasses half full in all the situations that you're in. And I think that's what this movie wants to tell us, and uh, it succeeds.
1: All right. So I'm going to counter a lot of the points that you've made. I'm going to first talk about some things that worked in the film and the reason why it didn't work overall. So there is a sense of dread in the background masked by the character who is doing slapstick comedy the scene where he goes to the classroom and they talk about you know um the teachers uh, all the italians being proud um uh superior races to other races and he's cracking jokes about that um it works to the point when you realize that um where is security? Where is where is? Uh, who are the people there to stop? There's a lot of incompetence in the society, um, and you know what, the the only way any of his stuffs would work is if there's no one to stop him. You're going to the mayor's um of the, one of the leaders' uh, wedding, and you ride a horse into the room um, with. The, the the horse is inconspicuous because it has a it's covered in green with awful writing on it, um, and you go in doing a man's um, I guess I don't know if it's a wedding or a proposal, uh, and uh, nobody stops you. There's a guy doing the Nazi salute, just standing there, um, just with his hands I'm stretched while all of this is happening. He it just takes you out of the film
0: saluting the horse
1: (laughs) salute exactly he salute they came with an ostrich he was saluting the ostrich he was saluting the horse it was it was so it's like okay you want to talk about something so serious and you just take yourself out of the film um by not actually talking about why uh these atrocities are happening let's talk about one of the most um one of the earlier scenes when they first arrive at the camp. It's also a little bit of a charming scene because, you know, the the German officer comes in and he starts to read instructions out saying like, hey, you know, um, giving them rules for the camp. And he asks who can speak German. Uh, Our character raises his hands. He goes to the front um, and the German officer starts to read out instructions about what they have to do and what they have what they can't do what uh, the rules of the of 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 their time in the camp and this guy basically turns that whole conversation into a conversation about this is your birthday gift um and you know whatever if you if you stay here and win the game you get 1000 points and you get right on the tank you know but it also rubs everybody in the room of the reality that they are in a serious situation. It's a very selfish move. So it's like, you see the slapstick comedy, but underneath it, there's no... There's no... Um, there's no... It's, it's, it's very selfish. And the selfishness distracts from the slapstick comedy. I don't understand why he came up and thought this was a good idea. Um, and it's like, you think about all the situations that he got himself in. When he goes in and he goes into the um, room and he goes on the radio and he t- talks about how he loves his wife and all of that stuff, which is great and is lovely, right? But the thing about it is, and you know in the real world, we've seen Schindler's List. Anybody who does that gets shot, but in this world, he gets to go back and he gets a slap in the face, and you know, and I think the thing that took me out the most from this film was the fact that the boy was sleeping in the same room as him. We don't know how long. That's another problem with this film. I don't know how long they were in there with this, this kid, but it. I find it hard to understand how this kid stays so long with his dad. And it, I just kept thinking about it. I just kept thinking about it. And it always takes you away from the film. Uh, they spent too short a period talking about, the real Holocaust and just focused on the bond between the father and the son which was very very thin at best um, and uh, alright I'm going to stop now I'm going to let you go in uh, <laughs> because I can just go on and on about this film
0: so you said selfish and I think the what we see is a lot of not selfish behavior. Uh, his wife, uh, fully understanding what she's getting into, is uh, confronted with: "Am I going to survive on my own, or you know, am I going to go down in flames with uh, with my loved ones?" And she chooses the latter, um, and uh, that's admirable. I guess uh that's not selfish i don't think uh and then uh, you mentioned a scene where he's Mark uh, mock interpreting for the officer in the camp um but what he's doing is uh explaining the rules to his son and uh, effectively kind of officiating the charade that is uh bestowed upon the people In that room, um, that it is all a game for points. And, uh, you know, there are certain rules that you have to adhere to to gain points to then uh, get a ride on the tank uh, to get your own personal waffle party. So (laughs) I'm still on the waffle party thing. Um, So so, I don't think that's selfish, I think it's uh, survivalist. And it's uh, trying very hard to shield his son from the terrors of the surroundings he's in. So he's trying to shield his son from trauma. Um, And that's definitely a way to do that. Um, I I, I think there's no argument to be made if that's a good way to do this. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's something that... That, uh, is attempted here and uh, it seems to work for his son for what we can tell so uh, I, I don't fully really agree with the selfish comment uh, that you made I think it's uh, you know kind of survivalist but then uh, um, used with a with a, a slapstick kind of angle onto it and you know it kind of works
1: so you know When I say selfish, I'm not talking about what he did with his son. I'm talking about how he deprived everybody else in the room and honest information about what to expect uh, and what not to expect when they were within the camp. I just feel like um, the fact that he went up there and uh, deprived everybody else from knowing um, uh, what was going on was the selfish perspective. The fact that he lied to his kid, that's... I mean, masking the whole situation uh, is not a bad idea. Um, But then the question then becomes, why did it have to be this, the Holocaust? Why couldn't it be a make-believe situation? Why... Everything else was make-believe in this film. Um, The romance the expectation of the, uh, of the woman who didn't do anything in this film except fun of a man. Um uh Everything else was make-believe. Why didn't they just change the rules and say, hey, this is uh, a fantasy uh, and then just go all out on the fantasy world? Why did they have to situate it in the time of uh, this traumatic event? I don't... That's the disconnect. If you were if it was going to be a slapstick comedy about a situation about a man who was trying to deal with the world, um, in, uh, looking at it from the bright side, then we should have just done a move, a totally different film, based it in a totally different time, um, rather than take, um, the horrors of the Holocaust and, and make it a slapstick comedy. There was only one scene, the scene where he was walking with his son, um, in, in this thick fog where the whole reality of the events sunk on him, but they then it showed the incompetence of the Germans, because how did he even get to that point too? It's like it's like, how did he get there the, the, That place should be guarded. I don't understand how you have a prisoner just walking all over the place uh with his son. it's like it's like even that moment of real pure horror just shows the level of incompetence with the expectation in this film. Um yeah, that's that's my comeback on that. I I I do want to talk about the reality of him and uh his wife. I just thought that that whole relationship was weird from the get-go. Like the fact that they go under the table and they kiss. Um nobody noticed that they were under the table. It it doesn't it's like, it's a fantasy, right? They said this is a fantasy. It's a fable. But then they want us to stick it in. They want to stick it into, they want to use the Holocaust as the pin that makes the whole story work and say like, even in the worst scenario, you can still be happy. Um, But it doesn't work because they create a fantasy so unrealistic that this, the the realism of the Holocaust just falls flat and it just feels distracting. That's, uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people love this film. I've seen some people who said, hey, this movie took me out of depression. And I, I think that, you know, everybody has their taste and I think this movie could be impactful for some people. It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. And I find it irritating that this movie won an Academy Award. I, I think that is it just rubs me the wrong way. What did he have to do to win this Academy Award? Because it doesn't make any sense to me, does it? Anyway. I
0: don't know. Maybe maybe he's left Chris Rock too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um uh. Yeah, listen, I I don't have anything else. Like I I'd, I'd much rather go go into general discussion. About All right, this. let's just uh, go into
1: general discussions. And I, I I would be willing to. I'm gonna I'm interested in hearing your perspective on this film. Then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do that. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. And we're back. So, um, this movie, if after we watched it. I was like this is two movies. This is two completely different movies. And neither of them is good. <laughs> uh because uh, as you as you already outlined like a lot of the slapstick is not great. I think there's there, there's a way to do slapstick in a fulfilling way I guess, but here it's just so uh, obvious and uh, not not great not funny not um not great and then the best the best thing in this movie is the transition between the first movie and the second movie um and doing that one shot into the flower room thing and then out comes the kid and we are we're, you know a couple of years later uh to me that's like the best thing in this whole thing and like it's such a frustrating movie because I feel like, okay, you sh- you shielded your kid from the horrors of the Holocaust, and your kid got to ride a tank, which you know, happy coincidence, right? Uh, but but the whole thing works because it's very convenient that it worked, right? Mm. And it's 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 so frustrating where it's like. Okay but so he, he 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 found his mother but he will not be able to to find his dad again. So how do you reconcile that? Right? It was all a game. Right? But uh, until it was like uh, so, so so that's where I get started with this whole thing is morally very questionable. I think it's somewhat understandable that that's a you know you try to shield your your young kid from the horror that is going on and don't want to terrify them of what's happening, but at the same time, isn't there something to be said for trying to shield them? From what could happen by giving them the knowledge of what could happen, I don't know, right? I'm not. I don't know. I don't have kids on that. Whatever, right? But but those were just thoughts I had. Where it's like, okay, this is certainly one way to do it, but I'm not entirely sure that completely shielding them from the realities of what's going on is actually helping them, uh, because at the end of the day, they will find out. And then, how what what does that do with somebody, right? Like my dad lied to me in the worst time. I don't know that you know. Those were just kind of thoughts that I had. It Was like, this is not a great movie. I don't I don't agree with the uh, pseudo like happy go lucky. Oh, you know, this is beautiful. And if you have a positive outlook, uh... let the fire truck go by. <laughs> um I, I don't agree with, with with the whole um you know if if you approach life from from the glass half full perspective at all times despite all the horrors that that are thrown at you uh you will come out uh, you know being a better person that's kind of what i think the the moral of the story is uh sure i guess but it's it's just so confusing i don't know this I, I I agree with you, I don't understand why this won an Academy Award. Um and I remember I remember I've seen this movie like years ago, like maybe like twenty years ago. And I was like, yeah, okay. Now having seen it again, I just I, I really don't get it. I don't get it. It's not a good movie. Mm. Why is it on this list? <laughs>
1: I mean, it, it makes me question the morality of people who lived in that time. <laughs> who were these people who thought this movie was good? I That's, you know, I I don't understand how this movie, who made it on the list. Like you said, this movie is two movies in one. Um, the very first movie is a love story between the man and the woman. Um, and it was not a particularly good love story too. It 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 seemed like for him the way to win a woman's heart is to dress up uh, and get naked, a half naked in front of kids, and stroll around talking about how straight your nose is or the back of your ears. I have no idea how this woman found it charming. It says a lot about what they how they view women. Uh, I should say. Um, should I, I also should point out that. Throughout the film, this woman showed no urgency. No, We know nothing about the woman. The only thing we know about the woman is what the character that Robert Bernini plays wants us to know about her. So we don't know what motivates her. We don't know why she's interested in him. So for me, the love story itself doesn't work. It just seems like a fantasy about a guy who thinks that, you know, being a slapstick comedian would just, win you the girl. I don't think that works in the year. So I I can also see like this there there are hints of Charlie Chaplin in the character, but he's a really bad Charlie Chaplin too because the slapstick comedy is not as physical, not as good as what you would would get from a 19, you know, from Charlie Chaplin in the 1920s and 1930s. So we get a poor man's Charlie Chaplin telling a love story um, using unrealistic situations which distracts you from the love story. And the movie just becomes more about how what trouble is he going to get into um, to get the lady, right? So the movie feels disjointed in the first part. We're talking about people who are trying to solve riddles. We're talking about becoming a good waiter uh, in during that time. Um, and uh, we're talking about winning a girl by... Just, pulling out the steering wheel and throwing, um, what do you call it, silk uh, clothing on the floor uh, during the rain. I, 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 that really pissed me off too, when he went to the back and he took that cloth and he just rolled it on the ground while the rain was pouring after his friend told him that this is very expensive. How couldn't he care about his friend That much.
0: Well, you know, his friend is not happening in the second half of the movie.
1: Exactly. There were no consequences for the chase he took. No. And all we just got was, oh, did he lose that friend? I'm pretty sure there were no friends after that. Uh, And he just goes into the room and comes out and they have a kid. So now the second half of the film, which is about 50 50 minutes. uh, So the first half of the film was about 55 minutes and the second half is about 52 minutes uh and uh they now want to cram everything about the holocaust in 52 minutes
0: um
1: and it starts with the birthday party and the kid going into the locker standing up when he says hey oh man i just i i i really was out of the film by that point um and uh I I still don't understand how it won. I don't I I can't I can't think of anything positive to say about this film.
0: Yeah, and it's yeah, you know, I I, uh, I was just talking about that the other day where um like we mentioned like we crashed and you know there there's a lot of these um like entrepreneurial shows at the moment like about the the we work dude, about the Uber dude, about the, um the russian german chick on netflix uh becoming anna whatever um and you know all these um kind of narcissists right and how how media effectively is kind of a thing of their of of, of their zeitgeist of their time right and and just putting this movie into perspective saving private ryan was came out a year later i think um machineless this probably was also around you know at the end of the nineties, I think if I recall correctly right so so it's just something that um as people we dealt with end of the nineties but the uh, the second world war now, this take is just bizarre, and i I've, I guess. You can make an argument to not always have the um to not always have a way to deal with that time that is like depressing and you know but but try to find I suppose you know kind of somewhat of a that that feels wrong to say some somewhat of a you know silver lining in a way to approach to deal with this I don't know. But it just fails at that, I think it's- because the humor doesn't work because the characters that we spend have a movie of don't appear again um you know his is it his dad is it his uncle like his, uncle. his his uncle yeah, like that person shows up in the first half and then shows up in the second half and then is is done, like we don't really care for them which is unfortunate right so so everything is is just distorted through this lens of oh everything is a game and it's not so bad but then we know what's really going on is yeah this is pretty bad and everything that they do wrong could result into even worse things but ultimately it doesn't so what are we supposed to take from this right like because it's not showing reality it's not showing yeah yeah i i i'm i'm, I'm, I'm really stumped because I, I don't get this right I, I and i don't i don't understand what they were trying to get at f- for me to to at least try to to get to a point where i'm like oh i see what they wanted to do but i feel like they didn't succeed but like i said i don't i don't understand this <laughs> Um, fundamentally, I don't understand this because it feels so disjointed in itself. And it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I really didn't like this movie either.
1: So, I, I, America, I want you to understand that this movie, right, according to your top 250, America, is better than Terminator 2, Judgment Day, is better than Star Wars... It's better than Spirited Spirited Away. Uh, It's better than, you know, Parasite that came out a few years ago. It's better than The American History X. Better than Casablanca, which is also a love story set in a traumatic period in World War II. It's better than all those films. How did this movie... It's better than Star Wars. You know, how is this movie? How did this movie get so high? Number 20, how did this number 27 in America's top tier films? How did this movie beat all these other ones? I I don't understand. And I think this is, I've, I've been saying for a while that this is, This top 250 list is so, so uh, weird to me because some of the movies that I would think are better don't make it to the list. But I am baffled about how this movie is number 27. And it's one of the reasons why I may have lost a little faith in America. Um, (laughs) Just a little faith in America. Um, But yeah. That's that's all I have.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I
1: mean, it's better than Aliens. <laughs> better than the lives of others. It's better than Joker, Old Boy. This movie, oh man, I it's hard. It's even better than the Avengers: Infinity War. All right, I think like, I want you guys. I want us to think about this. I'm not saying that we should review-bomb this film, but I'm saying that if you really did not like this film, I think you have to be heard and let people know that you didn't like this film. Because it's your opinion, and all of this is based on opinion. It would be nice to see this movie go down the list, honestly. Because, oh, man, yeah. this was a disappointment. A waste of two hours of my time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like... I found it really hard to care for anybody in this. Um, because he is very unlikable. Because he's just so... Frazzled and uh, opportunistic and uh, weird. Um, his friend is not happening in the second half, so... Why are we supposed to care about them? Uh, his kid... Is a kid and we we don't really get to know the kid um you know it, it, like it, his borderline kind of annoying but he's a kid right like he's a young kid um so so only for the merits of of him being a young kid we kind of feel like oh hopefully nothing bad happens but at the end something bad happens he loses his dad right um the wife Sure, there's a little bit of character, but like you said, she's just kind of there to look longingly into, a, 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 you know, her husband's eyes, pretty much. There's no, um, no, no real kind of urgency and agency, um, on, on, except for her choosing to go to the camp as well. That's kind of the only agency she has, and choosing him, I guess, over her rich, um, party friend but the know. thing
1: about it is they did he even explain what the thought process in there was we knew that she didn't like the guy she was supposed to marry we knew that she found him hi- irritating but we never found out the reason why she liked the character that she ended up with I don't know the reason what about him is it the fact that he made her laugh yeah. is, she, is he the only person that made people laugh in the whole town Why did she choose him? It's like, he he was walking around in his oversized suit. There There was nothing spectacular about him. I am curious to know why she chose him. The movie doesn't explain it. This whole movie was just based on the mind of the man. Every single thing that we see was from the perspective of the man. Uh, And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but they want us to care about all the other characters and they want us to care about the relationship they have. Then I get lost when they say, hey, uh, he's playing our favorite song. When did they establish that? When did they establish the favorite song? When he goes in and he just plays a record and the woman starts looking longingly for him and starts to walk to the side of the stage. I didn't know that it was their favorite song. Just just yeah. a random record. How did she know it was him? So it's like the disconnect is real. I don't know. I don't understand the context of all these connections. Um, I don't understand the context of how could you even put your son in Ham's way to go and have something to eat with the German kids and just tell him that don't say anything, you know, it, it doesn't, it just feels wrong. Sorry, I cut you off.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, because you're right, um, and yeah, this is a weird one. This is a very, this is a very strange one. Um, I think I'm done. <laughs> it's like I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's I. I don't get this movie.
1: I think that. Uh... This may be the first film that we both, I mean, it may not be, it may or may not be, but I think this is one of those films where we are very sure this movie should not be in the IMDb top two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's better than 12 Years a Slave, guys. Better than that film, according to this list. Uh, it's better than the oh. Grand Budapest Hotel.
0: Really? I, I thought- <laughs> I thought you were making a statement there. I was like, "Ooh, that's no, a bold statement."
1: <laughs> no, I, I am, I am talking sarcastically about this film. There's so many films that this movie seems to be better than Hotel Rwanda, Jaws, Monsters Inc. Really, <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. This <coughs> movie is better than all those films. No, this movie no. is better
0: than the Goonies. <laughs> oh
1: God. <laughs> All right, I think that I'm just going to keep going on about <clears throat> it. I think that we've made our point, and I yeah. think this is a i'm so glad that i didn't have to argue for this film. It probably would have been so quick. I would have been like it has people in it, and it came out yay <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was Italian. you don't see yeah. a lot of Italian a, movies exactly, maybe that's the reason why. <sighs>
1: This movie is better than Cinema Paradiso, which is another Italian classic. I think that that was a superb film, but this movie they claim is better than Cinema Paradiso? No.
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, if you disagree with us, please (laughs) let us know. We would like to have that discussion. Um, And to do so, where can people find us?
1: Can find us on at Movie Mistral on Instagram, Facebook, um, and all your social media fronts, um, Twitter. And if you wanted to send us an email to tell us how much you dislike our review of this film, where can they reach us?
0: Contact at moviemistral Well,
1: now you know where to send your hate messages. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Next up, next up is uh, The Green Mile, another Tom Hanks. Epic, okay.
1: yeah, um, uh, and uh, a movie that is surprisingly lower, lower, lower rated than this film, uh, <laughs> um,
0: which from now on will be the baseline. <laughs> this movie is lower than.
1: <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. We... So I'm I'm looking forward to talking about the Green now. Um,
0: yeah.
1: It's gonna probably that movie is long too. Three hours oh, nine minutes.
0: Yeah, I feel like the top 20 list is is more like quantity over quality sometimes mm. it's like oh yeah that's you know three hours of my life that I spent
1: how, how I mean it's 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 good because it's almost the length of the the the, uh, the Lord of the Rings the first one um what do they have to tell in three hours and nine minutes we'll find out after yep. we watch this film
0: yeah <laughs> okay well Talk to you for the next one. Take care. All
1: right. Thank you very much.